Good morning and welcome to my study. You're slowly having a tour of my house and garden and today it's the study's turn. So I hope you're sitting comfortably because I want to share with you this morning a personal reflection um, on how to make difficult decisions, how to make big decisions. And the one way, I'm not saying it's the only way, but one way that I've found to really help me to make big decisions. So I'm just going to pray and then I'm just going to read from Proverbs chapter 3. Father, I pray that as we, as we hear your word this morning, Father, that it would be practical, that it would be purposeful, and that you would really just help us, Father, to unlock difficult situations by the power of your word. So Holy Spirit, I pray, just be with us, just be creative amongst us this morning. In your name. Amen. So then, I wonder, have any of you had to make any big decisions recently? And I mean by big decisions, I guess I mean life decisions. We all have different phases and seasons in our lives. And as we transition between the different seasons, we often have to make big adjustments and really decide what it is that we want to do going forwards in our lives. And it may affect just us. It may affect our families, our finances, other people, our employment, um, where we live, the church we go to. We can have a huge amount of big decisions, can't we, to make. And a verse that I've followed throughout my life, really, is from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. So I'm just going to pick up my Bible and read it to you this morning. And I guess it may be familiar with lots of you. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Or another version says he will direct your path. So it can be, can't it, that as we make big decisions, what principles do we have underlining what we're doing? And I believe one of those principles underpinning should be trusting in God, not our own human understanding, but acknowledging him and really praying, Lord, I need you now, Lord, to just direct me, to help me and show me the way I should go. I don't know. I can talk about when um, when Mark first asked me to marry him, which was a while ago because we've now been married for Crikey, about 28 years, I think. I'm not quite sure. Maybe more. Maybe 29. A long time. Anyway, we were students at university and he took me by surprise. I was not expecting him to ask me to marry him. And like it really threw me. And the poor guy, I didn't say yes. And I didn't say no. I just said, I really need to think about this. I really need to pray about it because obviously this has a massive impact for the rest of my life. And I'll give you an answer when I'm ready, which really wasn't the answer that he wanted. And I had a lot of convincing to do that I wasn't saying no. And I went away and thought and prayed and spoke to some friends um, about whether I should marry Mark or not. 
But one of the things I did, being a pragmatic person, and this may be something you do, is I wrote a list. I wrote a list of all the pros, all the reasons I could think of why I would want to marry him. And I wrote a list of all the cons and all the reasons why I might not want to marry him. Suffice to say, it was probably, looking back on it, I'm so glad I don't still have the list, although it would be entertaining, but I do remember one of the things on the list, to my shame, was not that he loved me. That clearly was on the list, but reasonably high up on the list of pros was he had a car. And when you're a student at university, if your boyfriend's got a car, that is a real, real advantage. Now, clearly, that was fairly shallow, but really important at the time. And actually, cars are quite important in his life, so it was an indicator of what was to come. But that's not really the way to make a big decision. How do we make decisions? Because we have moments, don't we, and seasons in our life where we transition through different phases of our life where we have to make big decisions. It may be about where we're going to live, who we're going to marry, um, what kind of job we're going to have, how many children we're going to have. Uh, it could be about situations that could be really complicated in families. And I just want to share with you um, how I made a really difficult decision recently, which is, which is um, pertinent to the current, uh, current COVID-19 situation. So about a couple of weeks ago, we had a phone call from my mother's um, residential home. She lives in a home. She's in her. She's 94. And they phoned to say that she'd got COVID-19 and that they were lifting the visiting restriction because we obviously hadn't seen her for quite a while. Um, and one of us could go and visit her. Now, I have three elder brothers. So there are four of us. And how do you decide which one of four siblings goes to see your mum for what may be the last time? That was a hard decision. And I really wrestled with it. I didn't have too long. I wrestled with it for a day. And I thought, how do I make that decision? Because everything in me said, I want to go. But, you know, everything in my brothers said they wanted to go. And my mum, like most parents, has always been really clear she doesn't have any favourites. So how do you decide? How do you make that kind of decision? And that was when I came back to this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And you know, I think the more difficult the situation is and the more emotional the situation is, the more we need to really cling and look at these verses. Because you know, sometimes when you have difficult decisions and you peel back the layers, what's underneath? It's, I can tell you, it's the good, the bad and the ugly. And any chip that you've got on your shoulder is exposed. Any inferiority that you have is exposed. Any insecurity, any doubts, wow. You know, they all come rushing at you. Am I the favourite? Am I the least favourite? All sorts of questions. Because I'm a girl, should I have priority? Should I go last? Should the oldest go? Should the youngest go? How do you make really difficult decisions? It was a very difficult time. I believe 
We need a revelation of the truth of the word of God. And so, yes, I prayed. And I said, Lord, I really need your wisdom on this because I cannot do it. I cannot make this decision. It's killing me. It's hurting me. It's raising all sorts of stuff in me. I need to be better than a lot of this. Lord, help me. Give me your perspective. Give me something, Lord. Let me see the bigger picture. And you know what? The word of God can say more in one short whisper than I could understand or discern on my own in an absolute lifetime. And I found that to be true because the word of God is foundational. It is creative. It is powerful. The word of God unlocks situations that can seem to be impossible. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters. And there were. And God said, let the land produce vegetation. And it happened so what I'm saying is God spoke and then things happen. When God speaks, there is a creative energy and a creative force that brings what he says into being, into reality and earths it. It's not a word of God that's airy fairy and up here. It's a word of God that is creative. It is living. It is active and it hits us here. It hits us not just here, but in our hearts as well. And John 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the more difficult the situation that we face, the more we see the light of God and the truth of God illuminate the path that we have to take. God's word speaks and situations that seem difficult and fraught suddenly make sense. So how did I apply this? Well, I personally, I often hear from God when I'm riding my bike. Now, clearly, that's not for everybody. But I went out on a maybe a three or four hour bike ride and I was just pounding away and giving it everything. And saying, God, I really need to hear from you. God, I really need to hear what you're saying now. Into this situation that I'm facing, Lord, help me. And it's, it was an absolute, God, I need you. I need you, Lord, help me. And, you know, as I'm cycling along, just one word just came into my head. Do you know what? And it was, you are, well, 
clearly it's not one word the way I'm explaining it now. But it was this. It was identity. Be secure in your identity. You are a loved child of God. Nothing else matters. And wow. You know, that's so simple, isn't it? But all of a sudden, my insecurities and my self-examination was just lifted. Do you know what? It doesn't matter whether you see your mum or not. It doesn't matter if you put your brothers first. It doesn't matter if there's favourites or not. And in fact, I truly believe there aren't. Because your identity, your security is in God. I am, you are, beloved children. And when we've really grasped that, any decision that we have to make can stem from that. My security is in God. It isn't ultimately in relationships with other people. It is rooted in God. And that was the word for me that absolutely unlocked my situation. Because the word of God shines in the darkest and in the difficult places. It reveals motives. It reveals inner thoughts. It expresses what we don't want to see about ourselves. Hebrews 4 verse 12 and 13 says that the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates to the marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. And all I can say is, ouch. When God cuts through your motives, when God cuts through what you're hiding behind, it's painful. But the word of God comes and brings life and hope into a situation. How? Romans 12 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Inner transformation, even though our situation hasn't outwardly changed. And I was, I was reading uh, a book by John Andrews, who spoke to us the other week, didn't he? When he came to Junction 10, I bought one of his books, this one. Um, Truth Transformation, Truth That Empowers Change. And I just dipped into it, really, after I'd worked out how I was going to get myself through the situation. I thought, oh, I really want to read that book. And one of the things he says is this on page nine. When God speaks, there is an empowerment which comes because of the word. There is a release of the eternal into the temporal, the infinite into the finite and the divine into the human. In other words, God is not just telling us what to do. He is giving us the power to do it. Power contained in the word. And that for me absolutely sums up how God works and helps us make decisions in difficult situations. I'm going to read it again. When God speaks, there is an empowerment which becomes because of the word. There is a release of the eternal into the temporal, the infinite into the finite and the divine 
into the human. In other words, God is not just telling us what to do. He gives us the power to do it. And that power is contained in the word. So our situations may not change. But the word of God is released in us. God is with us all the time. But revelation brings clarity. Revelation of the word of God brings resolution, restoration and hope into a situation that we cannot understand. Because the word of God is creative and it is powerful and it speaks into our hearts. So I just I'm going to pray in a minute just to finish. But I just hope that there's few words that I've, I've shared this morning, really, just from a life verse can help us in situations that we face today and going forwards as we transition through different phases of our lives, as we face difficult situations sometimes, that actually these principles of allowing the word of God to unlock, to shine and to make clear to us not only what God desires us to do, but also gives us the power and the confidence to make those decisions, knowing that we're based on the word of God and he speaks into our lives. So as we listen to the word of God, as we hear the word of God, as we pray on the word of God, as we chew over, OK, God, what are you, what are you saying to me in this really difficult situation? And I made a decision and I came to a decision and I wrestled with it. But, you know, once God had spoken into the situation for me, it was about security and identity. Then the decision really was relatively easy. Um, and God can help us and guide us in the difficult situations that we face. So I'm just going to finish just by praying um, that God would just root this word in your heart. that as you face situations and decisions, Anytime you have to make a decision, let's just think about, OK, how? How do I do it? And it comes back to trusting in God with all our hearts, leaning not on our own understanding, acknowledging him and trusting that he will direct our path and setting aside time. For me, it didn't actually take long. I didn't have long to make a decision and it didn't take long to make a decision. And these were the principles, really. I hadn't got them all neatly written down on a bit of paper before I started. I'd got some ideas. But, you know, as you face difficult decisions, then your thinking evolves, your prayer evolves. And the solutions that you reach, they're going to be different for everybody. But I think the underlying principles are the same. And we just pray that God would speak and reveal and just give you a word to unlock any difficult decisions that you're facing. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you that your word is truth. I thank you that your word is eternal. I thank you that your word is powerful and that you are a God who loves us and has compassion on us and is with us in every situation of our lives when we're making easy decisions and when we're making difficult decisions. We know, Lord, that you are our bedrock, that you are our strength, you are our guide and our saviour. And I thank you that you never let us down. I thank you of the revelation that we are secure in you, that we are loved children, that our identity is secure with you as our father and that all good things come from you. 
However difficult things are, we know that you're there, that you're with us, that you're walking alongside us, that you have us in the palm of your hand and that you can help us. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for that today. Amen. Amen.